Let's just bless him for a couple of minutes. <clears throat> As we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. No. Because we Without the mothers, where will we be? We love you, O oh God, and we thank you, and we bless the mothers. 
we worship you, O God, for them. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Now, <clears throat> Happy Mother's Day is for the current mothers and the mothers-to-be. So for everyone, including Phoebe, including, I mean, as young as Phoebe, as young as uh, Olive, because a mother is a mother. Every woman, every woman is first born as a girl, a, a baby, then a girl. But even the baby and the girl, the womanhood is in them when they are born. As soon as they are born, they are, they are born with, as a woman and as a mother, but it's just not realized yet. Hallelujah. So happy Mother's Day to all women. Hallelujah. And God bless you. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the men just do one part. Easy part. Hallelujah. That's the truth. Uh, but the women carry for nine, eight, well, nine to ten months. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, is it, uh, yeah, 40 weeks in general, 36 to 40 weeks or 38 to 40 weeks, what, whichever the science says. But they carry the babies for so long. And then they have to, I mean, imagine the difficulty in having two, uh, I mean, feeding two people, having a human being inside of you, whilst the man is just moving around freely. The woman is the one going through the pain, sometimes throwing up. I remember LP threw up, threw out for uh, Phoebe as she's sitting there smiling. Threw out, threw out. Not the, the three months like we, uh, the usual, but throughout, through 10. Look at what mothers go through. Some mothers have to go through surgery. Some mothers, I, I, I've been heard of a mother, not to scare uh, anyone yet to be a mother. None of those things will have happened. But some people, the, surge, the, 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 the delivery was so painful that, and so complicated that there was incontinence, if that's what you want to say. So th she couldn't, I mean, they cut something and things didn't work the way they should after that. You can imagine all these things women go through. All these things, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> that's just one in a million. <laughs> None, it will happen to no one. <laughs> but I'm just giving the example of what women go through, why we must love and cherish our mothers. Hallelujah. And some mothers, whilst the father is out, uh, uh, not all fathers, some fathers are rather than the mothers in these things, but whilst uh, uh, the father is out, the, m the majority of the women will be staying in the hospital with the, the child. When the child is in the hospital, staying in the hospital, when the child is sick, you know, who is the, the, the mothers are very, very important. They spend time with the, 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 the children. Uh, they do so many things. They breastfeed. The man is out there. Yeah, he's also important, but they are doing the work. Hallelujah. They, they talk to the child more often in general. Hallelujah. So, so God bless the mothers. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to, if your, your uh, mother is still alive, just call her uh, um, and, 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 and just tell her how much you love her. Hallelujah. It's very important to tell your mother you love her all the time. 
not just your mother, mother and father, but because I, I say it every time we talk. You can't just say it and say bye-bye, bye how. I love you. Hallelujah. That's very important. We have to tell, we have to say these things. I love you should be a common phrase. It should be easy. Hallelujah. <clears throat> yeah. Because that these are parents. You know, and it's it's depend depending on the society. It's interesting, some societies which are which follow the biblical view, when their parents are old, the children continue to love them, the children continue to care for them, the children continue to visit them and not leave them lonely. Hallelujah. So it's not good to have your parents lonely or not help. They, they must be very comfortable. Hallelujah. They must be very comfortable, at least hearing from you regularly. I wasn't doing a good job in the past, but you have to learn and catch up and start talking to them regularly. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Someone might say, <clears throat> my parents upset me. As for parents upsetting, every parent will upset the child and the child will upset the parent. But that should take no, that should not affect how we relate with them. Hallelujah. It should not affect how we relate with them. We must always relate with our parents. Even if they've done whatever they've done, we must always honor them. Look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. Just a few important things and then I'll start a short message for Mother's Day. Children, let's use ESV for this. <coughs> Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Verse 2. Sorry, 1 to 3. I will say 1 and 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise from the Old Testament that it may be well with you and that you may live long in the land. Now use Amplified uh, for this, uh, from one to three. Now many people feel that honor your father and mother, many people have rewritten it to say honor your father. No, what I mean by that is that many people talk about mothers, they oh, mother, mommy, daddy, mommy cry, holding baby, but you have to honor the mom, mother too. It's honor both father and mother, not just the fathers. How many I get what I mean? Meaning that we must give the mother due honor. Both the mother and the father. Otherwise, the Bible would have said, honor your father and be nice to your mother. <coughs> Do you understand? No, but God said, honor your father and mother. And I'll explain what I believe honor your father and mother means according to the Bible. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. For this is right. For obedience <coughs> teaches wisdom and self-discipline. <coughs> Honor, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother and be respectful to them. This is the first commandment of the promise. So anyone who curses or insults father and mother <coughs> to their face, especially, even, even if it's not to their face, but insults them to their face, is in danger. <coughs> I'm talking about biological. I'm not talking about this spiritual father and mother. That's a whole different thing. I'm talking about biological. Bible, when God is seeing honor your father and mother, it's very clear that he's talking about biological father and mother. Hallelujah. Or someone who took the place of a biological father and mother. 
Some people, maybe their parents died when they were young. So whoever took that place, hallelujah, so that it may be well with you and that you may have a long life on the earth. When, God was, when the Bible was being written, he, he, didn't, he wasn't saying it was spiritual father. He was talking about biological. So some people honor spiritual father and mother and, this, and do not and neglect the biological father and mother and God will not hold them guiltless on that. <coughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's very important because God takes that very seriously. That's why the Bible says anyone who curses the father and mother, let them die the death. You see? And that's the Old Testament. So the, thank God that it is not too late. If, if, if any of us watching or here have insulted or cursed father and mother, you can ask for forgiveness. <clears throat> There's a lady in church some time back whose mother was involved in very sinful acts. Very, very sinful acts. She got, she, she, she's not that much older, maybe about 20 years older, 16 years older than the daughter. Very wrong acts. Acts that are abhorred by the Bible. This, uh, hated by God. <clears throat> now, the mother borrowed the daughter's car to go and perform those acts and all sorts of things. So the daughter was very angry and cast the mother out. How dare you use my car to go and do this, go and do that, go and do that. So she called me saying that, yes, Reverend, this is what my mother did. Can you imagine? <clears throat> As, and I cast her out. I said, please, leave the phone immediately. Go and ask her for forgiveness. Ask her for forgiveness and then let's continue talking. Please, just do that right now. I don't want to hear anything else. Go and ask your mother for forgiveness. But tell your mother that I'm very sorry for what I did, for cursing you out. Forgive me. But I won't give you my car again to do that. Not for that. That's fine. But to curse her, she had to ask for forgiveness. You can't do that. How many of you get what I'm saying? Because God used the parents, the father, and this was the mother, the parents to bring us forth. So we have no right to do that. And the Bible makes a promise. So that it will be well with you. And that you may have a long life on the earth. It may be well with you. How many want it to be well with you? Yes, that, that, you cannot break this principle. <clears throat> there was a time that my father and mother, because of certain issues they were having, it was coming on us. And I, I told one of them that I don't... You are... I mean, it's come almost like they are trying to indirectly or unintentionally push me to a place where I might not live long. <coughs> because if you dishonor one, it's a problem. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. We have to be very careful with those things. So let's go back to verse 2. Amplify, please. Esteem value as precious. This is what the Amplified is saying. So it means that when we are honoring our parents, we must esteem them. When my parents give me advice, I take it seriously. It doesn't mean I'll follow it, but, we'll have, you know, but uh, uh, I, 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 it weighs something. It, it, it means something. Even if you're not going to take it, you must respectfully hear it and then leave it at that. How many get what I'm saying? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. No, just hear it. Thank you for your advice and do what you have to do. 
Hallelujah. Whether you do it or not. But the main thing is to respect. But when you are in the house, like young kids who are living in the house, you need to, in general, follow what your parents are saying. But when your parents tell you to do something that is outside the word of God, you have to tell them that, Mommy, that I respect you, but I can't do it because I have to follow God more than you. You have to do it. Even a child, even Phoebe, <coughs> should be able to tell me that I, I, I can't do it, Daddy. You can do anything you want to do it to me. You can cut my allowance. You can take my phone. I can't, I can't do what you are telling me to do because the Bible, then you quote the Bible. The Bible says you cannot do this. How many are getting what I'm saying? Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew. How many are getting me? Praise God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 15. Let's start from verse 1. So, what does it mean to honor your father and mother? To esteem them. To value them. Hallelujah. So, it means that you value your parents. You esteem them. Even if your, 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 God forbid, your mother is a, a, a prostitute or your father is a, what? In jail because of murder. You have to esteem them. Think about that. You have to esteem them. <coughs> some people find out that their parents did some bad things and they are angry with their parents. I hate you. No, 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 no. no. Esteem them. If I esteem them, if, if the parents are not alive, you can still find a way to honor their memories. Maybe give a, a, an offering or a blessing to God for, on their behalf. If there was someone who was a father figure or mother figure in your life, you can do that too. There's always a way because God knows that maybe in the, those days, there was, those were the days of ignorance. Sometimes a father and mother are having issues. Maybe they're about to separate or divorce or whatever and or the father was maltreating the mother <coughs> you keep your stance this is wrong but you still honor the father there are many people have advised men who were angry with their fathers i'm not going to talk to my father because of what he's done it's between the parents you can have a very good parent but a bad spouse or you can have a very good spouse but a bad parent but the child is not in the child's place of course if there's a way to advise your parents, you advise them, but it's not in the child's place to be angry. I'm not going to talk to my father or my mother did this. I'm not going to talk to my mother. Leave it to God. That's the wisdom. Because otherwise, we are stepping into things that are not, if you read, if you, you read the whole context of the Bible, leave it. Leave it to God. I've advised many people, guys, who were angry with daddy because daddy was more treating mommy. Leave it to God and pray that daddy will do the right thing because through it's unfortunate but women get the, the the how do i say the bad end of the stick most of the time which is unfortunate hallelujah but that is not a child's place 
Amen. That's important. Then came Jesus to the scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? Now let's start again, but use ESV for this. This is very important. This gives us God's definition of honoring your father and mother. God's definition. How many are interested in knowing it? Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Now think about it. Break the commandment of God. Okay, let's continue. He, uh, yes, next verse please. For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother. And whoever reviles or curses father or mother must surely die. Die the death. This is what Jesus is saying. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. Now let me explain this. What Jesus is saying is that the Bible makes it clear that honor your father and mother. Anyone who curses father or mother should die the death. That is how King James says it. But you are saying that any person who is around, who wants to honor their father and mother with a gift, and you, you can allow them not to give the, the parents the, that gift, and rather give that gift to God. And Jesus is saying that doing that is breaking God's commandment and therefore not honoring their parents. So what God is saying is that any gift you have for your parents to honor them, don't give it to God. Give it to the parents and then give God his. Let's use NLT for this and let's see if NLT can help us. Uh, go to verse 5 and 6. NLT. Uh, okay. Uh, but you say you don't need to honor. Okay, let's start from 4. For instance, God says, honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, you don't need to honor your parents by caring for their needs if you give the money to God instead. Yes. And so by your own tradition, you nullify the direct commandment of God. So for me, I always say that as for parents, honor them. You don't have much. Honor them. My father is a billionaire. I honor. It has nothing to do with the money. You are just honoring your parents, biological. Many people have been tricked by the devil into giving money. I mean, giving money to their pastor instead of God or spiritual father instead of God. Meanwhile, the creator of the universe says that don't give it to me. Give it to your biological father and mother. Before you give it to me, how much more a man? How many are getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Very important. So, this is a way to honor our parents. Give them a gift. Mother's Day, just send something to them. Not only Mother's Day, regularly. Just send something. Not out of obligation, but because it is a good thing. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. What do you think? 
Amen. And we will live long. We will live long. We will live long. Okay. Time has gone fast. So I will just do what I can within our time frame to share some what I really believe. Uh, the second thing I believe God wants us to hear. But how many got what I just said? Very, very important. Amen. Amen. So, very important. Let's turn our Bibles, if I can find this, to First Samuel, chapter 1. Now, we're going to read it very quickly. I'll go into more detail on this another time. But this is really important. I want to talk to us about, for just a few minutes, about 25 minutes, hopefully, about a very important principle we can learn from the Bible on this Mother's Day. And the story of Hannah is a very good example of what I want to share with you. And that works. This lesson is a very good lesson. There was a certain man of Ramathiam Zophim of the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jeruham, the son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth, and Ephrathite. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peniah. And Peniah had children, but Hannah had no children. Now this man used to go up year by year from his city to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests of the Lord. If it can be very fast, we have a long way to go, please. Verse 4. On the day when Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Penah, his wife, and to all his sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. And his, her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. So, the one who, Peniah had a number of kids. Hannah, no kid, children. And provoking her. She won't intentionally do it. You know how uh, people are. Oh, wow. Thank God he's blessed me with children. Oh, God is good. He's blessed me with children. Oh, wow. There are some who are not as fortunate as I am. But, you know, it shows how good God is. It shows how important, you know, all these evil things that people do that... God doesn't like because they are gifts from God. Some people use the gifts from God to spite other people. So it went on year by year. As often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore, Hannah wept and would not eat. But you see, God allowed it for a reason. God allowed it. Let's continue. And Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than ten sons? You shouldn't have asked that answer. I know the answer. No. No. Even half a son. No. 
because it's just general that women and their children don't compare. Hallelujah. There, there are outliers here and there. Hallelujah. So I, am I not more important to you than 10 sons? The answer is no. You are not. Continue. <laughs> After they had eaten and drank in Shiloh, Hannah rose. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the set seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept sore or wept bitterly. Wept. And she vowed a vow. She what? Vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on my, uh, the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be a drunken woman. And Eli said to her, how long will you go on being drunk? Put away the wine from, put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I'm a woman troubled in spirit. I have drank neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman. For all along I have been asking, I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Then Elias answered, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. That was an important prayer. And she said, Let your servant find favor in your eyes. Then the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Then they went back to their house at Ramah, and Elkanah knew or made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. Hallelujah. What's next? And then the rest I'll just tell you because of time. What's next, please? And in due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Samuel, for she said, I have asked for him from the Lord. They rose early in the morning, etc., etc. Now, what happened after was that you can uh, continue to move. But what happened after was that Hannah, uh, when it was time to go back to Shiloh, Hannah said, Alkana, let me stay. Let me breastfeed. Let me wean the child. Let me do whatever I need to do with the child. When the child is weaned and of age, then I will go to Shiloh and I'll leave the child there for the Lord. I'll not, I'll, I'll not be the mother anymore. I'll give the child that thou dedicate the child to the Lord. The child will live in the house of the Lord. So the, the, when the child was weaned, she went and told Eli, said, Eli, do you remember me? I'm the woman who was weeping so and you prayed for her. Now I have vowed to the Lord, this is the child. So year after year, she would just sew a coat and give it to Eli to give to the child. That was the end. She didn't have anything to do. Now I'm talking about vows vows now we'll talk about that because vows are very powerful we'll talk about that in more detail later on but you see that god needed samuel 
to be brought up in the house of the Lord, to be trained in the house of the Lord. But how was, 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 was Samuel, Hannah, going to be able to give her firstborn son? Because in those days, your firstborn son was to be set apart, or your firstborn child, especially son, was to be set apart for the Lord. Now, most women will not do that. Or even men allow it. I mean, my firstborn, I'm giving my firstborn to the Lord. I'm not going to see my child anymore. No. So God needed or allowed Peniah, didn't cause it, but allowed her to vex her soul, allowed her to provoke her, allowed her to taunt her so that she would be heavy in spirit. He didn't cause it, but allowed it so that Hannah would vow. Because he knew that once Hannah vowed, I can be assured that the child will be in the house of God because we need a prophet somewhere. And we need a prophet somewhere because Eli will be dying soon. Because he's allowed his sons to do wrong. So we need a prophet Samuel because my man, my boy David, will be coming and Samuel will need to coach him and to, to mentor him before Nathan comes. So I need Samuel. So all that was planned. And Anna vowed. Vows are so powerful. When we vow, God honors it. That's what I was explaining yesterday that I, I vowed to God. I remember LP and I. We vowed that uh, if he does something for us, you know, we would use our house to save him. We didn't know that it was going to turn into pastoral stuff. Hallelujah. When you vow, it is powerful. God usually honors vows. Now, one thing to note is let's look at First uh, Samuel 2, 18 to 21. I'm trying to uh, cram this in. Uh, uh, we'll go into it later on. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy clothed with a linen effort. So this was Samuel. And his mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, may the Lord give you children by this woman for the petition she asked of the Lord. So then they went, they would return to their home. Indeed, the Lord visited Hannah and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. And the young man Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. I believe without a doubt that if she didn't honor the vow, she would not have had any more children. But because she honored her vow, God gave her three, how many sons? Two sons and three daughters. Three sons, thank you. Three sons and two daughters. Three sons and two daughters because she honored the vow. There is something about vows that when you honor them, God blesses you more. Vows are very, very powerful. But there's a caution. When you vow and you don't pay back, it can turn against you. I remember I, gave, I vowed a heavy amount at one camp meeting for uh, Bishop Dark's crusade. Heavy amount. And then I didn't know that I'll be going, I'll be giving up everything to go and decide to be poor, go and be full time for a couple of months I, I did that but I didn't know that 
Because I said, the God asked, is money important to you or me? I said, you, okay, let's prove it. Just finish, leave everything, resign, and do the work of God. Let's see. So I said, okay, going to get nothing, almost nothing, just the Lord. So I did that. So because I was earning just about nothing, less than my tithe, I said, how am I going to pay this amount? I have, I, I have to pay whether or not I'm earning less than my tithe. I still have to pay this heavy thousands of dollars or dollars. So I kept it. I kept it. I kept it. I kept it. I just kept it in my notes. I kept it so I can see it every day until God decided that I should come back and work and <laughs> when I came back and worked and started living, then I paid it. I paid it. Because a vow is a vow. If you, if, uh, sometimes I ask God, God, please, when I was younger, is there anything I vowed I have not paid? Please remind me because it will hinder you. Let's read two scriptures for that. Deuteronomy 23, 21 to 23. <laughs> Hallelujah. God will test you one time. Oh, you want? Yes. Let's see. I'll tell you another vow. I, I, oh, two more vows. God will always test. When you pass the test, you say, okay, it's time to honor you now. Abraham, you said you do it. Sacrifice your son. After Abraham decided to sacrifice, God said, to, so far as I'm concerned, you've sacrificed. Now in blessing, I'll bless you. All the promises God Abraham gave Abraham, I'll make you the father of many nations. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. All those promises, they were established and realized when Abraham took the knife. When you read the Bible, the Bible says that when Abraham took the knife and was about to kill his son Isaac, then Jesus, the angel of the Lord, said, which means messenger, angelus, messenger of the Lord, do not touch the lad. Now I know that you fear God. And you have not, imagine, the angel of the Lord is speaking as God. The angel of the Lord said, Now I know that you fear God and you have not withheld your only son from me, angel of the Lord. And in now, in blessing, I will bless you. I will establish you. I will make your name. Then he started to proclaim the blessings. It was established at the point of the vow, fulfilling it. If you make a vow to the Lord your God, you should not delay fulfilling it. For the Lord your God will surely require it of you. And you will be guilty of sin. But if you refrain from vowing, you will not be guilty of sin. Meaning that if you decide I'm not going to vow, no sin. If there's a fundraising and you decide that I'm not ready to give, no sin. Nobody has committed a sin. Hallelujah. But we are not just talking about fundraising. Fundraising is just a law. We are talking about our lives, whatever we tell God. Money is not, that money is not a problem. Most people, it's more than money. It's your life. I will do this for you, Lord. If you give me the visa, I'll do this. If you do this for me, I'll do this. That's what we're talking about. Verse 24. Or is that, sorry, uh, 23. Yeah, you're right. You should be careful to do what, you ha you, what has passed your lips. For you have voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. What do you think? Ecclesiastes 4, sorry, Ecclesiastes 5 
4 and 5. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying, okay, yeah, paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. Continue. Please continue. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. So this is a lesson for all of us. I'm saying this because when there is, you are desperate for something and you vow, God will honor it. Usually, unless it's a bad deal, God will honor it. <laughs> and when God honors it, make sure you pay. If you tell God, God, if you do this for me, I will save you. And you are not saving. God is requiring of it. If you do this for me, I will do this for you. I'll, whatever it is, honor it. Hannah did a very difficult thing. Now look at Jephthah. Jephthah said, God, if you give me victory over my enemies, the first person to visit me, to meet me when I'm coming home, I'll sacrifice that person to you. The first person. So God gave them total victory. I mean, it, it was a wash. It was not even a wash. It was, it, was, it was like, it was a smooth victory. Then his daughter, he loved so much as he was coming home. Dancing. Oh, daddy, dancing, dancing. Oh, dancing. Oh. Then he started to weep. Not this one. Not this one. Oh, why not anyone? Not this one. Not this child. She was dancing and happy, rejoicing. My father has come. We've won the war. He wept. But he had to honor the vow. Now, God is not into human sacrifice. When you read the scriptures well, it didn't say that he bent her. As, he, he didn't say he, he, he destroyed her. Most likely, she, was, she, so she, she, she went with her friends to uh, uh, just mourn. Because she was not going to marry. She was going to be in the house of the Lord. Closed. So that was sacrifice. He was not going to see her again. He was not going to relate with her as a father again. She was not going to marry. She was not going to have children. That was the sacrifice. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So you and I, we must always remember. Hannah is a good example of someone who vowed and honored her vow. Very, very difficult. It's easier, I, I don't know, mothers, yeah, I believe so. It's, it's hard, but it's easier to give up the child when you've not bonded with the child than after winning the child. What do you think? Yeah. And then give the child. This is for you, God. At least I've, ha I've had a child. That's it. I've, 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 I've had a child. That's all. If someone asks me, I can say that, okay, I've, I've got, I have it. I've, I've also had a child. That's all many women know. I, 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 I've had a child. That's all. But God said, because you have honored your vow, I'll show you that I want to give you more and give her more. Three sons and two daughters. I want to encourage you to, 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 to vow when necessary, but a vow must cost you something. Otherwise, it's not a vow. If you are vowing to God, God is not cheap. God likes expensive things. If you read throughout the Bible, God doesn't, I mean, oh, I vow uh, something small. No, 
he wants it to you you must feel it you must feel it if you want a financial vow i remember telling god god I'm going to, because I want to save you, I'm going to, I, 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 I have decided to earn half, up to half my salary. Because I want to, I believe that moving to the last is what I need to do. I'm going to earn half my salary. So God, please just give me something, half my salary so I can be removed. And I was looking for jobs, half my salary. It's because I wanted to be removed. And an opportunity came that I was going to earn not half, but way less. Maybe about 30,000 less. And I took it. I was angry at the person who employed me, but I took it. <laughs> because I had to honor it. But after honoring that, because I had a job that was going to pay me 20 times. Sorry, 20, no, 30,000 more than what I was earning. But I was going to be in person. Think about that. So do I take that one? When I vow to God that it must be remote and I'm, I'm prepared to get half. An opportunity has, opportunity has come so that I get maybe 60% or 70% of what I was earning. Do I choose that or I choose the one that's earning more? If I choose the one that I'm earning more, then I've broken my vow. So I chose the one less. And then God gave me one that I was earning more than what I was earning, what I would have earned before after that. Just after a few months, no, after a year, God, because I honored the vow, God gave me more than I would have earned in the 30,000 place. After that, I've made another vow, so I have to honor it soon. But he gave me one I was earning three times the highest I've ever earned. Three times the salary I've ever earned. I didn't believe it till I got my first first picture. I thought it was a I thought it was a trick. I'm telling you, three times by the highest salary I've ever earned. Remember that I got twenty thirty thousand more than the high one. Now times three. Now I've vowed already about this particular one. So I have to honor it. <laughs> And it doesn't look nice, but I have to honor it because the God is waiting. As for the God, if you want to know the God of the Bible, He's waiting for me. <laughs> so I have to honor it. I also told Him that if you give me a, a job, that blah, blah blah, I'll take a big, a certain percentage out for you. At least I fulfill that. But the big one that will pay me, He's waiting. <laughs> How many are getting what I'm saying? That's God. That's how we have to do it. Once we say something, you honor it. But when we enter it, we have to fulfill. We have to honor our vows. So I want to encourage you, just like Anna, let's be like Hannah, who, in spite of what she was going through, she still went to Shiloh. Yes, she wasn't happy. She, was had, she had bitterness of soul. But she said, in spite of that, I'm still going to do what I can for the Lord. I'm still going to serve the Lord. Now she vowed to God, if you give me a son, I would give that son to you. God gave her a son and she gave the son to God. And then because she honored the vow, God gave her three sons and two daughters. 
May you and I vow and honor our vows in Jesus' name. Shall we stand to our feet? Speak to the Lord about vows. That if you vow to God, you should honor it. God, we pray. May we honor our vows. We know how good you are. We know we can rely on you and we can rest on you. We know we, know we can depend upon you. We know that you would rather do good to us. So give us the grace to honor our vows and put ourselves in your hands. And put ourselves in your hands. We don't know how you do what you do, but we know that you are faithful. So we pray, we pray that you help us to vow when it is necessary and to repay our vows. We pray, oh God, that we will honor our parents, our father and our mother. Because you have promised us that if we honor our parents, it will be well with us. We will be, it will be well with our lives. We will do well in life. We, it, it, we will succeed in life. We will be successful. It will be well with us. And we will live long on the earth. It's a promise. And you cannot break your promise. Let God be true and every man a liar. Your word is truth. You are truth. So we know for sure that once we honor our parents, there should not be nothing that should take us out. And we, should, and we will do well. to honor our parents the grace to vow and to repay our vows to you God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whilst we are praying if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you know in your heart that you are far away from God you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you will go to heaven or hell. But you want Jesus Christ to save you. Then I want you to repeat after me, including all of us. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. We may take our seats. Happy Mother's Day again. Offering time. Blessing time. It's time to give our offering, pay our tithe. These are the ways to give. Hallelujah. Let's give to bless the Lord. It is a blessing to give. Hallelujah. Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Father God, bless our tithe. Bless our offerings. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We may receive the offering and the tithe. Or you can scan. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. Father God, bless our offering and tithe in Jesus' name. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, His grace is sufficient for me. My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. He will give His angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. Hallelujah. Father God, we bless you for our tithe and our offering, the opportunity to give in Jesus' name. Amen. We welcome our sister. Hallelujah. 